Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. It's a beautiful day outside. My goodness. Guys, today's gospel, um, it's, it's pretty fantastic. The scriptures, um, they, all of them reveal Jesus to us, right? Um, and the catechism says that we, we can get to know Jesus by both his words and his actions. It says both his words and actions are worthy of our contemplation, right? And Jesus does, he, he speaks, of course, as he always does, but his action in this gospel is really bizarre, right? So what happened? Like, so picture in your mind, right? This woman um, is drugged out into the street by the elders, right? Um, and she was caught, they say, in the very act of adultery, which means they went into her house while she was committing the sin of adultery and drug her out into the street. That's what that means. Now, where was the guy? I'm not really sure. But he, he evidently doesn't have the same penalty, right? He, he does not get stoned to death. And so they bring the, the woman out into the street. And I could imagine they throw her on the ground. And she's there. And the men look at her and say, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses says that when a woman's caught in adultery, the penalty? Stone her to death. Now, guys, stoning to death was not the most pleasant way to die. This wasn't like you'd pick up a little pebble and throw it at them, right? This was big rocks. And the first thing they would try to do is crush your head. Okay? This was a brutal, very painful death. Right? And so this is what they want to do. They are ready. They've got their stones in hand and they're ready to stone her. And they're asking Jesus this so they can test him. Right? And they even tell him, Moses says, this is it. So if Jesus says, well, forget about Moses. I'm the new law. Right? Then they catch him. And they can crucify him, right? And so Jesus is brilliant. He doesn't even speak to him in the beginning. He just bends down and he starts writing on the ground. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us what he wrote. But biblical scholars seem to think that he started writing those men's sins on the ground. Right? And it says, and this is cool, it says, he stands up. And he looks at these men, he says, let the one of you who is without sin, throw the first stone. And then he bends back down again, and he starts writing more sins. <laughs> and it says, beginning with the elder, one by one, they start dropping their stones and walking away. Now, so it would make sense to me that that's what Jesus was doing, right? I mean, other than that, it doesn't really make sense. So Jesus is writing something on the dirt. He was just kind of playing around making mud pies or something. And, um, and they're like, oh my gosh, boom, I'm not going to... Now, that doesn't make sense, right? So that's why the biblical scholars say that, yeah, there was probably something Jesus was writing their sins on the dirt. And one by one going, oh, yeah, I did that one. Let me just walk away. <laughs> right? Let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. Right? And I think that's important for us, right? Because um, a lot of times in our society, we'll, we'll, we're scared to define sin, aren't we? Because we're like, oh, well, I don't want to judge the person. Okay, time out. You're not judging a person when you judge something as a sin. You're judging an action. And an action can be judged. You can have good actions or you can have bad actions. Actions can be judged. A person, no, you can't judge a person. A person is made in the image and likeness of God. They are good. Scripture even says, Genesis chapter 2, they're very good. Now, we can judge an action as good are evil, good or bad, virtuous or not virtuous, sinful, not sinful. We have every right to judge that, right? 
Why? Because Jesus defines what sins are, right? So actions can be judged. A person? No, you can't judge a person. And so this is what happens. Jesus, as he's down right on the ground and they're dropping their stones one by one, they're walking off, Jesus looks at her and he's like, woman, who's left to judge you? She's like, no one, sir. He says, nor do I condemn you. Right? But there's not a period there. Check this out. Well, there is a period. My bad. It says, Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Period. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Like, it's strong, right? Jesus didn't look at her and go, okay, uh, I don't condemn you either. And look, I know you're really lonely. I know your husband works offshore all the time. I know you just needed some company. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus knows the result and the penalty of sin, he knows that if she continues in this way of life, number one, she'll probably be stoned, but number two, she'll die in a state of mortal sin, and number three, she would lose eternal salvation. And Jesus does not want her to lose that, right? And so it's a strong, it's a command, do not sin anymore. He didn't say, just continue making excuses so you can continue to sin. No, don't take advantage of God's mercy. Right? Whenever someone is committing mortal sin, Jesus doesn't play. Right? He's serious. Stop doing it. Why? Because we have a choice as to whether or not I want to continue to do it. I can choose. I have free will. Right? And I know that if an action is bad, I can choose it or I can walk away from it. It's up to me. Right? And so, the, but Jesus, notice he's, he's stern with this. In the midst of her brokenness, he speaks straight to her. He does not disrespect her dignity, but he speaks straight to her and actually upholds her dignity, right? And calls her to the virtuous life, to a better life than what she's got. And once she stops sinning, then she'll be able to deal with the loneliness and the stuff going on in her heart because the sinning is just masking all of the loneliness that she may be experiencing. And she's not able to deal with it because every time she gets lonely, boom, she'll go sin. But she resists, and she takes that to God and says, God, I need you to enter into my heart because this is what's going on. Then God can begin healing and redeeming, right? And so I just think it's cool because we've all been in this spot, right? We've all got those times where we keep falling, and we've got to hear Jesus say, stop, stop doing it because it's not for your good. Imagine if you had a little kid that he went and he touched the stove and he burned his hand. And you're like, don't do that ever again. You did that. You, you told him that because you hate the kid, right? No. And what happens if the kid goes and touches it again? You go, I told you, don't touch it. It's not because you don't love the kid. It's because you know that if he touches it for too much longer, he's going to really have serious hand problems. Right? So I think it's the same way. So it's an invitation for us to look inside of our own hearts and say, Lord, Give me strength. Speak to this part of my heart. Give me conviction. Give me fortitude. Give me courage. That whenever that sin, whatever that sin is in our own lives, presents itself again, I can turn to you as my merciful Lord and my Savior who wants to give me strength to carry me through it. Amen?